0: Hi. This is RJ Deacon reading Supreme Court slip opinions. Today's reading is CNH Industrial NV et al. versus Jack Reese et al. on petition for writ of certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the 6th Circuit. Decided February 20th, 2018. This is a per curiam opinion. 3 terms ago, this court's decision in M & G Polymers U.S.A. LLC v. Tackett held that the Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit was required to interpret collective bargaining agreements according to ordinary principles of contract law. Before Tackett, the Sixth Court applied a series of yardman inferences stemming from its decision in International Union, United Auto, Aerospace, and Agricultural Implement Workers of America versus Yardman Incorporated. In accordance with the Yardman inferences, courts presumed in a variety of circumstances that collective bargaining agreements vested retiree benefits for life. See Tackett. But Tackett rejected these inferences as inconsistent with ordinary principles of contract law. In this case, the Sixth Circuit held that the same Yardman inferences it once used to presume lifetime vesting can now be used to render a collective bargaining agreement ambiguous as a matter of law, thus allowing courts to consult ex- extrinsic evidence about lifetime vesting. This analysis cannot be squared with Tackett. A contract is not ambiguous unless it is subject to more than one reasonable interpretation, and the yardman inferences cannot generate a reasonable interpretation because they are not, quote, ordinary principles of contract law. Tackett. Because the Sixth Circuit's analysis is yard man reborn, rebuilt and repurposed for new adventures, we reverse. This court has long held that collective bargaining agreements must be interpreted according to to ordinary principles of contract law. Tackett citing textile workers versus Lincoln Mills of Alabama. Prior to Tackett, the Sixth Circuit purported to follow this rule, but it used a unique series of yardman inferences that no other circuit applied. For example, the Sixth Circuit presumed that a general duration clause in a collective bargaining agreement says nothing about the vesting of retiree benefits. In that ar- agreement, quoting... No versus Poly One Corp. If the collective bargaining agreement lacked a termination provision specifically addressing retiree benefits, but contained specific termination provisions for other benefits, the Sixth Circuit presumed that the retiree benefits vested for life. Citing Yardman at 1480. The Sixth Circuit also presumed vesting if a provision tied eligibility for retirement health benefits to eligibility for a pension. 574 U.S., quoting no. This court's decision in Tackett rejected the Yardman inferences as inconsistent with ordinary principles of contract law. 574 U.S., slip opinion at 14. Most obviously, the Yardman inferences erroneously referred, refused to apply general durational clauses to provisions governing retiree benefits. This refusal distorted the text of the agreement and conflicted with the principles of contract law that the written agreement is presumed to encompass the whole agreement of the parties. Yardman inferences also incorrectly inferred lifetime vesting whenever a contract is silent as to the duration of retiree benefits. The traditional principle, Tackett explained, is that contractual obligations will cease in the ordinary course upon termination of the bargaining agreement. Quoting Litton Financial Printing Division, Litton Business Systems Incorporated versus NLRB. Contracts that are silent as to their duration will ordinarily be treated as not as operative in perpetuity, but as operative for a reasonable time quoting Corbin Corbin on contracts page 216, 1960 in fact the 6th circuit had followed this principle in cases involving non-collectively bargained agreements see Sprague versus General Motors Corp which only underscored Yardman's deviation from ordinary principles of contract law Tackett. As for the tying of retiree benefits to pensioner status, Tackett rejected this yardman inference as contrary to Congress's determination in the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of nineteen seventy four. The Sixth Circuit adopted this inference on assumption that the retiree health benefits are a form of delayed compensation or reward for past services, like a pension quoting Yardman. But ERISA distinguishes between plans that result in deferral of income and plans that offer medical benefits. See Tackett. Tackett thus concluded that this and other inferences applied in Yardman and its progeny do not represent ordinary principles of contract law. Like Tackett, This case involves a dispute between retirees and their former employer about whether an expired collective bargaining agreement created a vested right to lifetime health care benefits. In 1998, CNH Industrial, NV, and CNH Industrial America, LLC, collectively CNH, agreed to a collective bargaining agreement. The 1998 agreement provided health care benefits under a group of benefit plan to certain employees who retire under the pension plan all other coverages such as life insurance ceased upon retirement the group benefit plan was made part of the collective bargaining agreement and ran concurrently with it the 1998 agreement contained general durational clause stating that it would terminate in may 2004 the agreement also stated that it disposed of any and all bargaining issues, whether or not presented during negotiations. When the 1998 agreement expired in 2004, a class of CNH retirees and surviving spouses, collectively the retirees, filed this lawsuit, seeking a declaration that their health care benefits vested for life, an injunction preventing CNH from changing them. While their lawsuit was pending, this court decided Tackett. Based on Tackett, the district court initially awarded summary judgment to CNH, but after reconsideration, it awarded summary judgment to the retirees. The Sixth Circuit affirmed, in relevant part, the court began by noting that the 1998 agreement was silent on whether health care benefits vested for life Although the agreement contained a general durational clause, the Sixth Circuit found that the clause inconclusive for two reasons. First, the 1998 agreement carved out certain benefits, like life insurance, and stated that those coverages ceased at a time different than other provisions. Second, the 1998 agreement tied health care benefits to pension eligibility. These conditions rendered the 1998 agreement ambiguous, according to the Sixth Circuit, which allowed it to consult extrinsic evidence. And that evidence supported lifetime vesting. The Sixth Circuit acknowledged that these features of the agreement are the same ones it used to infer vesting under Yardman, but it concluded that nothing in Tackett precludes this kind of analysis. There is surely a difference between finding ambiguity from silence and finding vesting from silence. Judge Sutton dissented. He concluded that the 1998 agreement was unambiguous because the company never promised to provide health care benefits for life, and the agreement contained a durational clause that limited all of the benefits. Judge Sutton noted that in finding ambiguity, the panel majority relied on the same inferences that this court proscribed in Tackett but ambiguity, he explained, requires two competing interpretations both of which are fairly plausible and a forbidden inference cannot generate a plausible reading the panel's majority contrary decision, Judge Sutton concluded aberrated an inner circuit split that the Supreme Court just sutured shut. The decision below does not comply with Tackett's direction to apply ordinary contract principles. True, one such principle is that when a contract is ambiguous, courts can consult extrinsic evidence to determine parties' intentions. But a contract is not ambiguous, unless after applying established rules of interpretation it remains reasonable, suce- reasonably susceptible to at least two reasonable but conflicting meanings. Here that means the 1998 agreement was not ambiguous unless it could be reasonably read as vesting health care benefits for life. The Sixth Circuit read it that way only by employing the inferences that this court rejected in Tackett. The Sixth Circuit did not point to any explicit terms, implied terms, or industry practice suggesting that the 1998 agreement vested health care benefits for life. Instead, it found ambiguity in the 1998 agreement by applying several of the Yardman inferences. It declined to apply the General Durational Clause to the health care benefits. Then it inferred vesting from the presence of specific termination provisions for other benefits and the tying of health care benefits to pensioner status. Tackett rejected those inferences, precisely because they are not established rules of interpretation. Williston, 53 and 54. The Yardman inferences distort the text of the agreement, fail to apply general durational clauses erroneously presume lifetime vesting from a silence and contradict how Congress specifically defined key terms in ERISA. Tackett 574. Tackett thus rejected these inferences, not because of the consequences that the Sixth Circuit attached to them, presuming vesting versus finding ambiguity, but because they are not a valid way to read a contract. They cannot be used to create a reasonable interpretation any more than they can be used to create a presumptive one. Tellingly, no other court of appeals would find ambiguity in these circumstances. When a collective bargaining agreement is merely silent on the question of vesting, other courts would conclude that it does not vest benefits for life. Similarly, when an agreement does not specify a duration for health care benefits in particular, Other courts would simply apply the General Durational Clause, and other courts would not find ambiguity from the tying of retiree benefits to a pensioner's status. The approach taken in these other decisions only underscores how the decision below deviated from ordinary principles of contract law. Tackett. Shorn of Yardman inferences, this case is straightforward. The 1998 agreement contained a General Durational Clause that applied to all benefits unless the agreement specified otherwise. No provision specified that the health care benefits were subject to a different durational clause. The agreement stated that the health care benefits plan ran concurrently with the collective bargaining agreement, tying the health care benefits to the duration of the rest of the agreement. If the parties meant to vest health care benefits for life, they easily could have said so in the text, but they did not and they specified that their agreement disposed of any and all bargaining issues between them. Thus, the only reasonable interpretation of the 1998 agreement is that the health care benefits expired when the collective bargaining agreement expired in May 2004. When the intent of the parties is unambiguously expressed in the contract, that expression controls the court's inquiry, should proceed no further. because the below decision is not consistent with Tackett, the petition for writ of certiori and motions for leave to file briefs amici curiae are granted. We reverse the judgment of the Court of Appeals and remand the case for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered.